was a cool, breezy morning in New Jersey on September 29th, 2016. Hundreds of morning commuters boarded stop after stop onto New Jersey transit train number 1614. And for 16 of those stops, it was a normal morning commute. And if you've ever been a commuter by train or bus or taxi or whatever, I was a former New Yorker, okay? <laughs> so I was very familiar with the commute. You typically know exactly what that commute is intended to look like, right? You know exactly how long it lasts. So around 8.45 in the morning, as the train came up to its final destination in Hoboken, passengers started to feel like something was a little off. And that was because the train wasn't slowing down at all. Only a few seconds passed before the train burst through the Hoboken terminal and slammed into a guardrail. One person died and more than 100 others were injured in what witnesses described as a chaotic and terrifying scene. This is a legitimate tragedy, a recent tragedy. It's not the kind of subject we would normally talk about here on Internet Urban Legends. We like to keep things sort of lighthearted. We like to crack jokes, and that's not going to be the case today. We're also not going to be conspiring about this train crash, this tragedy itself necessarily. So you might be wondering, what are we even talking about? Why are we talking about this in the first place? What is going on? That's because after the crash, a slew of conspiracy theories hit the internet, stating that the crash was in fact pre-planned. Unlike most conspiracy theories that we talk about on this show, this one was preceded by a very real, very haunting emergency broadcast signal on television from the night before that asked you the question, would you, could you, on a train? Welcome to Internet Urban Legends, a Spotify original from Parcast. I'm Loey, your friendly neighborhood true believer, who was weirdly in New Jersey this last week. And I am Eleanor, your perpetually stubborn skeptic. No connection, though, as I said, I am a former commuter. So maybe I know a little something about today's app. <laughs> Together, we are the Gruesome Twosome, and this is Internet Urban Legends, where we dive deep into the darkest corners of the internet. We might find the answers we're looking for. We might scare ourselves into staying up all night. But one thing is for sure, no pun intended, we are glad to have you guys <laughs> along for the ride today. This is so, it, not even sort of. It is a heavy one. It's super heavy. And I have to be honest, I think that in reading this episode and doing research and stuff, this is the one episode of the podcast that we've done that has scared me the most by a landslide. And I think it's because like, it's just all real. What we're talking mm -hmm. about today is all real stuff that happened. It's been five years. What is that? Five, six years now since this train crash. And we still don't really know why certain things happened the way that they did. Genuinely spooky. Not ghost spooky. <laughs> True spooky. Spooky spooky. <laughs> This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. Forget dark alleys and cemeteries. For some, the gym is the scariest place of all, but it doesn't have to be. With a personalized plan and expert coaching, Anytime Fitness can help make the gym less frightening. Get more for your gym membership than machines. Get personalized support anytime, anywhere. Visit anytimefitness.com to try it for free today. Terms, conditions, and restrictions apply. See website for details. Take something iconic, like the all-electric 2024 Fiat 500e. 
add something eléctrica. Bring the swagger. And an Italian icon is remixed and ready to drop with its available premium JBL audio system. Tap the banner to learn more. Fiat is a registered trademark of FCA Group Marketing SPA, used under license by FCA US LLC. So on September 29th of 2016, shortly after 8.45 a.m., a New Jersey transit train ran off the end of the track as it was pulling in, smashing through a concrete and steel bumper. As it came to a halt in the waiting area, it knocked out pillars, collapsing a section of the roof. One person was killed by the debris. Her name was Fabiola Bitar de Kroon, a young mother who had recently moved to New Jersey from Brazil. 108 others were injured, mostly on the train. Most of them were hospitalized, some with serious injuries, including broken bones. Now, the engineer was named Thomas Gallagher, and he was pulled from the mangled first car, treated, and released from a hospital. Officials stated that he cooperated with investigators. Obviously, he's the one conducting the train, and Gallagher had worked for the New Jersey Transit for 29 years at that point. A union roster even showed that he started as an engineer about 18 years prior. And nobody disputes these facts. This legitimately happened. This is all real. This is all super sad. But what's bringing this story to this podcast is actually what happened the day before. On September 28, 2016, in Utica, New York, just a few hours from Hoboken, New Jersey, imagine you are sitting in front of your TV, right? You're watching your favorite teleprogram, you're clicking on the news, and... You're sitting around, feeling pretty casual, feeling like it's a typical day, when all of a sudden, the sound drops out and a familiar and frightening sound of the emergency broadcast system pops up. We've all heard this. Mm-hmm. It like, you know, we, we've all heard this like, I won't even bother your ears with um, an imitation. <laughs> so unlike most instances, which I think typically we all tune out, the screen doesn't fully cut away. Instead, a text box pops up and a robotic voice reads the message, Civil authorities have issued a hazardous materials warning for the United States, effective until September 29th, 216 EDT. Would you? Could you? On a train? Wait for further instructions. So that's all really sus. Seemingly kind of. Honestly, if I heard something about hazardous materials for the United States, my first thought would be like, nuclear war. (laughs) Then I'd be like, okay, calm down. Like, I'm going to just tune this out. But the would you, could you on a train is really bizarre. Harrowing. If a robot just started reading that out of my TV, I would be a little confused. And then obviously, as we know, not even 24 hours later, this train crashes in Hoboken, New Jersey. Mm -hmm. And that's just a few hours away from Utica, New York. Very strange. This train also started its service in New York. So no matter what, This message is bizarre. Right. Even if this tragedy hadn't occurred, it would be weird that this broadcast system was talking about, (laughs) would you, could you on a train? I don't know. I don't even know what that means, but it makes me feel unsettled, particularly in the context of what we know happens next. So when I heard about this, I was also like, there has to be an explanation. Yes. There has to be an answer. 
Well, later on in 2018, it was determined that the September 2016 train crash was most likely caused by the engineer's fatigue due to undiagnosed obstructive sleep apnea. If you don't know what sleep apnea is, it's where a person's breathing is interrupted during sleep. This can lead to fatigue during the day as well as increased accident risk. You're not supposed to operate a moving vehicle when you're sleepy. But the problem with this is that according to some sources, the engineer was really well rested and attentive when he began a shift. Apparently, the engineer has no memory of the crash, and the black box on the train indicates that around 38 seconds before the crash, the train began to accelerate. So that's really weird in itself, too, because the train is literally speeding up. There's proof that it was speeding up as it was nearing the stop. Right. I Black boxes kind of freak me out. I feel like they're always what the news, or I guess the news is just reporting on what <laughs> the countries, the countries that B are actually trying to find. But in plane crashes, they're always searching for this mysterious black box yep, that's going to tell them yep. more information. And they always freak me out. But obviously, they're very helpful if found. So let's rewind a little bit back to this station because, again, we have the crash that did, in fact, happen. And we'll talk a little bit more a little bit later about the potential reasons for that. But we do know that, if nothing else, this broadcast message did appear on this particular station. So this is WKTV, the station that the message appeared on. And they actually did acknowledge that this broadcast message was real. So this is not like a creepypasta or <laughs> like some kind of right. Reddit story. This really happened. They also said that it was a technical error, which to me is just like, it's so vague. It's so ephemeral. Like, Okay, but why? <laughs> yeah. Like, like okay. how was this an error? Bizarre. So at 10.53 p.m. on September 28th, again, the day before the crash, WKTV published a post to their Facebook account that said a second message had been broadcast. Quote, There is no emergency. This message originated from FEMA as a test and had the national location code in it. Tests should not have that code as it is automatically retransmitted. We apologize for any inconvenience. Suspect. Suspect. Already Suspect. from the top, they're saying like, oh, this was just an accident. It was a test of the emergency broadcast system. Whoopsie. Why is it saying, would you could you on a train? Hmm? But it gets even weirder because shortly after that, WKTV posted that they had actually checked with FEMA. And FEMA said they didn't send the message. They said that they, WKTV that is, yes. were victims of a hack and that they were the only station targeted. What? It's also weird because the hazardous materials warning or whatever ended on the 29th, which is when the crash occurred. But this is what confuses me. Okay, maybe we'll talk about this later. Maybe you know. Maybe you can illuminate this for me. But... Mm -hmm. Okay, we had this strange would you, could you on a train message at the end of this broadcast, and that obviously ties into this train crash. How does the hazardous materials warning tie into this in literally any way? It doesn't. That's the thing. Like, it just, it was what came over the emergency broadcast system, but there was okay. no hazardous material. The warning wasn't even real. Supposedly, at this point in the story, we believe it could be a hack, mm -hmm. but like, there was never anything. And it didn't go into further detail. It just says, hey, hazardous materials warning, but also, would you, could you on a train? So bizarre. Up next, let's dive deeper into the emergency broadcast message and explore some of the creepy theories surrounding this eerie story. Behind every missing person is a story to be told. 
Look closely at the details and you may just find the answers. Find the answers, find the truth. I'm Sarah Turney, host of Disappearances. Every Thursday, join me for a deeper look into history's most gripping missing persons cases, tracking timelines, analyzing clues, and piecing together as many answers as possible to find the actual truth. From the tragedies of Amelia Earhart and Charles Lindbergh Jr. to the mysterious circumstances surrounding Tierra Williams and the Iguala mass kidnapping, each week on Disappearances, we're spotlighting the stories you thought you knew and the ones you'll be shocked to discover. Because no one just vanishes into thin air. The truth is out there, waiting to be found. Follow the Spotify original from Parcast Disappearances. Listen free only on Spotify. This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. Forget dark alleys and cemeteries. For some, the gym is the scariest place of all, but it doesn't have to be. With a personalized plan and expert coaching, Anytime Fitness can help make the gym less frightening. Get more for your gym membership than machines. Get personalized support anytime, anywhere. Visit anytimefitness.com to try it for free today. Terms, conditions, and restrictions apply. See website for details. Now, this became an internet phenomenon, mm -hmm. and YouTube users from different states started sharing broadcasts that had also popped up on their televisions around this time. So seemingly there was some kind of nationwide test. According to Snopes, the scheduled system tests for that day were announced as far back as July 2016. So there were, in fact, meant to be broadcast test on that day at that time that was right. all scheduled. Now, the alert message at WKTV was the only message in the entire country that coincidentally linked it to the accident that happened so close by. It also was the only one that had a Dr. Seuss rhyme in it. We haven't right. talked about this, but would you, could you want to train is not just gibberish. I mean, it kind of is, but it's also a Dr. Seuss line. For those who don't know, it comes from green eggs and ham, which it doesn't have any allusions to any kind of like tragedy or violence. So really strange. The reason that this one freaks me out so badly is there's no question that the emergency broadcast system played. There's no question that it played in a neighboring kind of city around Hoboken where the train crash occurred. And of course, there is the illusion that somebody may have known that this crash was going to happen. To date, though, to go back to the Dr. Seuss quote, there is no, like, official reasoning behind it. There's no, like, explanation behind the connection. But of course, when this first happened, a number of conspiracy theories flooded Reddit and YouTube. Some believed this was some kind of sign-off by the hackers that supposedly also crashed the train. There's no evidence of this, but the theory goes that, if true, a group used that Hoboken crash as a kind of practice run to hack industrial control systems, with no proof behind this except, would you, could you on a train, then the train crashes. Now, another theory claims that would you, could you on a train was an MK Ultra psychological cue that cued the psychological sleeper into doing whatever was necessary to initiate this crash. And for those of you who don't know, MK Ultra was the code name of a human experimentation program designed by the CIA, where they used an absolutely baffling amount of LSD to control college kids' minds. Right. 
Right. Casual <laughs> stuff to casual. just drop mid-podcast. But it, it's real, okay? It happened. I want to clarify that none of these, like, quote-unquote conspiracy theories are in any way ours. We are certainly oh, no. not saying yeah. that the conductor of this train who was injured in this crash was mind-controlled no. by some kind of emergency broadcast. This is just reporting on what the internet did with this very real tragedy and kind of just like seeing how they ran with it, which is right. crazy. I think that it's fascinating because like our little human brains want there to be explanations to absolutely everything. And in a situation where there's something as like harrowing as that emergency broadcast message the day before with no explanation as to why then a train crashed in a neighboring city, mm -hmm. I think that people just ran wild. And I think that's good to clarify here. We do not think that MK Ultra was responsible no. for this train crash. <laughs> no. I don't really believe any of these conspiracy theories, but I still think that they're really interesting to talk about. Some people on the internet have taken sort of the Dr. Seuss of it all and <laughs> given an inch, they ran a mile. So they realized this was a line from Green Eggs and Ham. The main character's name in Green Eggs and Ham is Sam. Oh my gosh. My tongue is twisting into 10,000 different directions. Dr. Seuss is good at that, right? He is. Right? <laughs> so one theory goes that the use of the would you rhyme is meant to make us think of Uncle Sam. So like America, Uncle Sam, Ye I guess. I guess. And that we're intended to fall in line and accept what Uncle Sam wants, which is green eggs and ham. AKA, according to this theory, something, something different. So revolution of the world. Honestly, I'm not going to lie. It's like, it's, it's gibberish. It's reaching. It's, it's reaching. It's gibberish. <laughs> it's gibberish. But it, I mean, hey, it's the internet. Another user responded to this theory and they were like, okay, I see the America of it. I see it. Right. Sam wants, Sam wants something different. Sam wants a, a train crash. Okay. You know, we're following this really tangential web that's being weaved here. They state, quote, the USA has 50 states. Interesting fact about Green Eggs and Ham. It was written on a bet that Dr. Seuss couldn't write another bestseller using less than 225 words. Green Eggs and Ham only uses 50 unique words. <laughs> okay. And then if the theory wasn't insane enough, it just keeps going. Yeah. I don't even remember at this point what we were talking about. Right, right, right. Now we're talking about numbers and Dr. Seuss I am quotes. literally like in the tall grass of the Lorax. I don't even know <laughs> where I am. Um, another user says that on top of the 50 words, the 50 states, there is a tie between 225 words and 225 years. 225 years, just stick with me, before 2016 was 1789. And in 1789, the Articles of the Confederation the agreement under which the nation's government had been operating since 1781 was superseded by the Constitution. So it's now been 225 years since the beginning of the federal government. Okay, my, my favorite part, favorite, using that word loosely, of this theory is that it ends with the question, could this mean anything? Or have I wandered <laughs> off? That's what this user asks. He, actually... he takes this time, hours. <laughs> days perhaps <laughs> to look into this theory and he ends it with am i bullshitting <laughs> i 
like it because it's the one part of the theory that I believe in. <laughs> like, yes, sir, you did. You wandered right yes. into the tall grass. Even the theorizer is like, actually, this is a little unhinged. So I, I don't think there's much to this theory. Yeah. I think you can find numerical coincidences and honestly, pretty much everything. And literally everything. I mean, absolutely everything. We can find like numbers anywhere and you can, if it wasn't 50 here, they would have added something and something and something and something to right. make it 50. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like there would have been a coincidence no matter like what. The number of letters in the first sentence. Like, yeah. yeah. Yeah, 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 exactly. But what we shouldn't lose sight of is the fact that this broadcast was real. This train crash did really unfortunately and tragically occur. And there hasn't ever been an explanation on whether or not those two things are connected. I don't think, unfortunately, we... I mean, listen, this was a recent tragedy. 2016 was six years ago. So maybe we'll continue to get answers. The investigation into the train conductor was only conducted in, like, 2018. I'm sure more information will come out. The internet will have more theories in years to come. But for now, I guess kind of at the tail end of this episode, do we believe that the train crash was connected in any capacity to whoever hacked the broadcast system and put out the Dr. Seuss rhyme of would you, could you on a train? Unfortunately, right now, we just don't know how they're connected. But I guess I'm of the mind that they have to be in some capacity. And maybe that's just like, silly because there's no proof but i also don't know in what world an emergency broadcast system plays that kind of message and then the next day it's so weirdly timed i don't know what do you think i don't know i think i'm still i i think i'd have to learn a lot more about this to have a firm opinion and right. maybe there just isn't there isn't more to learn because there's not yeah. that much information out there but i think if you look at so many tragedies throughout history they so often are superseded by like some kind of warning or you know like hindsight really is 2020 and coincidences can be made through more than I think numbers as well so is it really strange yeah does the fact that like FEMA have like the fact that they have no explanation really suspect right. like I, I do think that's really strange but I also think if you looked into most like terrible things that have happened and it got enough traction on the internet, people would find a way to connect it to something else. I guess that does ring true. And there's always so much, like, I guess, you know, also New York and New Jersey, those are two states, two absolutely massive states. Like mm -hmm. maybe if it wasn't Utica, New York, this would have happened somewhere else. Right. I think that the part that really keeps me like, just sort of plugged into the idea that this could not be a coincidence is the messaging of would you, could you on a train. However, it's like, does this happen more often than we think? Do people hack the, I mean, no, I don't think so. But like, it's crazy to consider that it could be a coincidence. I think it's almost crazier for my little noggin to think that because <laughs> I just like, I feel like it has to be interwoven or connected or something. But also, what's the point? What's the point? I'm also just curious, like, if this is truly, I don't know, I'm sure the government, like, captures people secretly all the time. Yeah. I don't imagine the public is privy to all of their actions, right? But, like, if there was somebody or some group who had managed to not only hack, like, the national broadcast system, but had also managed to cause this, like, massive tragedy yeah. that there might have been some kind of follow-up, 
again. Yeah. I'm also of the mind, listen, if I'm a conspiracy theorist about anything, it's the government. So I do believe that they just kind of take care of things quietly often and don't, you know, they don't want to like cause panic by making us think that maybe people, people can do these things on something as what we perceive to be safe as public transportation. Completely. But I don't know. It just seems always seems more likely to me that like something is sort of a tragic accident but i don't know it's really weird the it's broadcast weird. is so strange the broadcast is really really bizarre and the entire tragedy is just so sad i mean one person died 108 other people were very seriously injured no matter what the connection is i guess between the broadcast and the train crash it still happened and it's also just really scary that that can happen on public transportation. But mm -hmm. I, I don't know. I don't know. I'm so curious to hear what you guys think about this episode. Do you think that the emergency broadcast system message and the train crash are interconnected? Do you believe the conspiracy theories? Or do you think this is a tragic accident that just happened to come right after somebody hacked the national broadcast system? Let us know all over social media by using hashtag gruesome twosome. We would love to hear from you. Thank you all so much for listening. We are once again your hosts, Loie and Eleanor, also known as the Gruesome Twosome, and we have loved this deep dive into the world of internet urban legends with all of you. You can find all episodes of the podcast, Internet Urban Legends, for free exclusively on Spotify. Don't forget to follow the podcast so we can continue bringing you a new disturbing mystery each and every week. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Loeybug and at Snitchery, and support our show by following at Parcast on Instagram and at Parcast Network on Twitter. Stay gruesome, friends. Internet Urban Legends is a Spotify original from Parcast. It is executive produced by Max Cutler from Parcast, Slash Management, and Ed Simpson, Fanny Baudry, and Leah Sutherland from Wheelhouse DNA. Sound design by Ron Shapiro, with associate sound design by Jamie Ryan. It is produced by Jonathan Ratliff, Gemma Waters, John Cohen, Kristen Acevedo, and Chelsea Parker, and is associate produced by Gitu Mehra and Tracy Levy. Research and script writing provided by Judd Bookout. And we're your hosts, Loie Lane and Eleanor Barnes, a.k.a. The Gruesome Twosome. Hi, listeners. I'm Sarah Turney, host of Disappearances. In 2020, I used social media to help bring justice to my sister Alyssa's nearly two decades-long disappearance. Now, every Thursday, I'm exploring the many reasons people disappear and finding that the truth may be even harder to locate than the person. Follow the Spotify original from Parcast Disappearances. Listen free only on Spotify.